It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day. We have a lunatic named Chris Russell that works for this radio station. I'm yeah, sure I know that guy. I'm sure you're familiar. I'm just curious what your opinion is on him. Well, <laughs> never really liked Chris. Yeah. Really, anybody at the media at all, everybody who shreds me in the media, I'm not a big fan of. But No, Chris has always been pretty fair. I like Chris. What's going on, guys? It is another edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. Right here, it is episode number 138. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you uh, aboard, like I mentioned. You can reach me on Twitter at WrestleMania621. Don't forget to make sure you follow at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins. As well, you can email me one of two ways, WrestleMania09 at gmail.com, WrestleMania09 at gmail.com, or LockedRedskins at gmail.com. Let's get to it right away because we have a lot to get through and a lot to listen to from Redskins Park on Wednesday when reporters met with both the new starting quarterback of the Washington Redskins, Mark Sanchez, and head coach Jay Gruden. First up, the head coach after a quick injury report and basically the Redskins on a short week and you had to kind of figure this with it being Wednesday after a Monday night game. Uh, that many were not going to participate, but some of these could be long-term or longer-term, like Ryan Anderson, who hurt his hamstring, Tony Bergstrom, uh, an ankle, of course, we know Colt McCoy. is going to be out about two to four weeks, they say, with the fibula. Matt Ioannidis, once again, did not practice. Of course, Adrian Peterson, Chase Roulier, uh, Monte Nicholson, uh, but limited were Trent Williams, Morgan Moses, and Josh Norman also Fabian Moreau was limited as well. In case you missed it on Wednesday, the Redskins also made a bunch of roster moves. And what they did was they put Trey Quinn on IR. They also put Quentin Dunbar on IR, ending his season. And officially Jonathan Cooper, who we knew was going on IR. Quentin Dunbar and Trey Quinn are obviously the two big names uh, really there, not that Cooper isn't, but the fact of the matter is is that they had to shut down Dunbar, who just hasn't been right since suffering the shin nerve injury. Um, they have no idea really moving forward how long it's going to take him to get his full strength and to be pain-free back, which is a very scary situation as the Redskins approach a critical, a beyond critical uh, offseason, regardless of what happens here. And Trey Quinn, the rookie receiver, Mr. Irrelevant, number seven pick and punt returner who had a great game in Dallas, as it turns out, plays one game uh, in his return. Um, Actually, I'm sorry, he played two games, my bad. Uh, and in his return off of IR, uh, had the one breakout game in Dallas on Thanksgiving, and that just couldn't go on Monday night. The ankle uh, giving him all sorts of issues, so they're going to shut him down and take care of him and get him ready 
uh, for next year. As a result, the Redskins signed the following free agents officially on Wednesday. Josh Johnson, the backup quarterback, uh, he will back up Mark Sanchez this week. Uh, Johnson has bounced around to a number of different teams but hasn't played in the NFL since 2013. Uh, but he's been with a bunch of teams in training camp practice, OTAs, all that stuff. So he has gotten NFL coaching. He has learned a number of different systems. And again, he was with Jay Gruden in 2013 in Cincinnati and both Grudens uh, in 2008 in Tampa. Demetrius Rainey, a center. They also signed guard Zach Kieran and former first-round pick of the Philadelphia Eagles, Marcus Smith, an edge pass rusher. They signed him as well to the 53-man roster. And again, that kind of plays in with Ryan Anderson being hurt. And Casanova McKenzie is already on IR. And they might have to shut down again Ryan Anderson here. Smith, real quickly, just a note on him. I remember from when he was coming out in the draft, uh, and I believe this was after the draft, I believe, Jim Hazlitt once told me that he really, 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 really liked Marcus Smith and wanted to bring him here. And the Redskins were planning on, from what I understand, he was one of the names that they definitely were planning on with that number 34 overall pick that one year that they actually traded down in the second round, uh, which, as it turns out, turned into be Demarcus Lawrence and a bad, bad deal for the Redskins. Go figure. Uh, and... The Redskins wound up drafting, I think that was the David Amerson year. I could be mistaken. That could have been the next year, whatever the situation might be. The bottom line is, is I know they made the trade with the Cowboys to move back and acquire more picks, and they allowed the Cowboys to then trade uh, or select Demarcus Lawrence. And Marcus Smith was the guy that went a little bit earlier in the first round to the Philadelphia Eagles, and Hazlitt had told me, uh, that they were very high on him uh, and that they could have easily selected him if he was there at number 34 overall instead of trading out. So for whatever it's worth, the Redskins now have him. All right, let's hear a little bit from Jay Gruden on Wednesday with reporters at Redskins Park. Uh, did something happen with Trey on either Friday or Saturday of last week that he's missed and then is now on IR? You know, after the game against the Cowboys, uh, he played pretty good. And then uh, he, he uh, was in a lot of pain and obviously couldn't go last week and was in a boot. And uh, and I thought and we thought as a team that it was best to get that thing rested up. He's uh, fresh off of surgery this year, tried to fight through it, played well against Dallas. And then I think the short week playing Dallas on Thursday uh, just made it flare up quite a bit. And we weren't sure if the timetable was three, four weeks, five weeks, or what have you. But we thought best for Trey was to go ahead and put him down. And with Quentin, you guys have been patient for a long time. Why the decision now? Well, this is uh, – I've been saying all along, it's a unique injury. And when you're talking about the nerve, we don't know exactly how long this thing's going to be. Um, but we know it's a slow healing process. So I think what's best for him and his future is let's get this thing checked. When you're talking about nerves, uh, you know, it worries me a little bit. So uh, and I know it worries him and it worries the staff. We haven't been able to quite find exactly uh, the timetable for this thing, but I know that he's not too confident putting a lot of weight on it and running full speed. And it's something that for his future, I think we got to get it figured out. I know you guys have experience in a bad way with, with Kaishan with that. And obviously a different situation, but is there confidence that 
the rest will be enough for Quentin. We, yeah, I think it's just a slow healing process. So we do have confidence that thing will heal. We just, you know, you don't know the timetable exactly. It could be uh, three weeks, could be a month, could be two months. But uh, the fact of the matter is we just want to make sure we do the right thing by him and uh, make him or let him see as many specialists as we can to get a, a good grasp on exactly what it is so we can target the uh, rehab time and, and get him fixed. What's kind of the extent of Rulier's knee injury? Is that something that can keep him out Sunday? Yeah, he's got a grade one, I think, uh, a knee type deal. I don't know. There's so many different ligaments and issues in there that uh, I think uh, he's limping around a little bit today. So uh, we'll see. It's something that has to progressively get better, and hopefully it will over the next couple of days. But uh, he's in a little bit of pain. Jay, I know you guys are focused on the Giants, but when you experience this type of rash of injuries two years in a row, especially to the offensive line, as an organization, do you kind of have to take a step back and, and try to reevaluate and figure out what exactly is going on here? Yeah, we had a lot of conversations in the offseason about it. We added the recovery room. We're trying to get the right treatment. We got massage tables in there. We got sleep centers. We got all kinds of stuff in there for these guys to take care of their bodies. Uh, but you look at the type of injuries we've had, and same as last year, they're all kinds of different ones. You know, their ankles, their knees, their uh, pecs, their uh, thumbs. Uh, I just can't put a finger on it, and uh, if anybody has an answer, you know, I'd love to hear it, but it is, uh, it, it's, it's, it's painful. Uh, it's painful for the players. It's painful for us as a team, organization, all the work we put in the offseason to get these guys ready to play. You have your final cuts. You feel good about your offensive line, and then you lose seven, eight, nine of them, and, uh, you know, it, it's just hard to overcome something like that, but we have guys in here now that we have to get ready to play. Why Josh as the backup uh, quarterback, and what's your plan for him this week and moving forward? Yeah, uh, we have three, four days to get ready. I've been with Josh. He was with me at Cincinnati. He's with me at Tampa, and uh, he knows the terminology. So when I say uh, dusty, or he knows exactly what it is, quick seam, he knows what it is, so he can function that away with the with the cadence, with the terminology. Uh, when you have three or four days to prepare for a team and get a quarterback ready, you got to have somebody with some familiarity. And uh, I felt most comfortable with Josh because he knows uh, our protection calls. He remembers. He remembers uh, a lot of our terminology. Um, he can move around a little bit. But mainly uh, for the sake of communication, we had to have somebody that had a little bit of background in our system. Obviously, he's going to be doing that stuff and some of the, the plays, a lot of the plays that Mark will also be running. But because he is mobile, is there a, another part of the playbook that he also gets to dive into a little bit? It, and if he were to come into the game, is the read option type of stuff in his arsenal? Yeah, that's the other good thing about him. He's versatile in what he can do. It's just a matter of trying to get him the reps out here with the new guards that we have so we can't throw too many different type of uh, schemes at uh, the Giants. Obviously, we'll try to do the best we can to keep him off balance, but he does bring an element of that that we can do. We just got to get him some work tomorrow, uh, hopefully, and maybe Friday uh, to get a good package that we feel good about and the line feels good about and the receivers uh, for him. So, yes, uh, he does bring that element. With Dunbar out, what's the plan at corner going the rest of the way? You've kind of used those young guys interchangeably as one kind of ahead of the other, or will you look at all three of them? Yeah, we continue to look at all three of them, really. We, uh, we like what they all bring, different, something different to the table. You know, Stroman's played both inside and out. And, you know, Danny's done the same thing. And, and I think Adonis is more of an outside guy, but we've used him in some joker packages where he's had to cover tight ends a little bit. Uh, I think it's just going to be a process, an ongoing process. Obviously, we like to have in base uh, Fabian at one corner and Josh at the other corner. and we go sub, that's when we can interchange a little bit, play Stroman in there, possibly boo Fabian in there. It just depends on the matchups. How uh, much is there for a guy like Mark to overcome having been out of the league or not played 
for a couple of years. How big a leap is that to go to becoming a starting quarterback and playing out there after having gone that that's long? A huge leap. That's a huge leap, playing with guys you don't even know. You know, I don't know if he knows all the guys that are on our team's names. So uh, it's big time. And, uh, you know, the terminology, just calling a play in a huddle, you know, off the wristband or, or calling a play in a huddle, being confident what you're doing. And then you get, go to the line, you got to possibly make protection calls or uh, switch the play at the line of scrimmage and then get the snap and your footwork and uh, the concepts. Uh, all that stuff is going to be a great challenge, you know. But the good thing is, is he's played a lot of football in his day, and uh, you know he did a pretty good job against Philly. Obviously, a uh, nice two-minute drive and had some decent plays, and we just got to build off of that. And really, as a staff, our job is to uh, tap into what he knows and what he feels comfortable with moving forward. Jay, how is that balance between self-prep for Mark and getting him kind of caught up in everything, but also being able to do homework on the Giants and getting ready for them? And how much is that different than with somebody who would have been here the whole time? Yeah, I think uh, probably have to be a little bit more simplistic in your approach, but you still can challenge uh, the defense uh, different ways. You know, you may not be able to do so many different formations and motions and all that stuff, uh, but you can do some different things. Uh, I think running the ball will be key, obviously, and, uh, you know, some play actions to get them outside the pocket could be very beneficial. Um, and then the drop back concepts that we have will be uh, things that he's comfortable with. You know, the trick is third down red zone. That's its own entity. And that's something we're going to look into tonight and really uh, try to come up with a plan, a protection plan, and uh, a route concept plan, all that good stuff. With Josh Johnson, is there something about him that makes him kind of like, why do teams, obviously, the familiarity is here with the system, but it seems like a lot of teams go to him as we need a back quarterback. Oh, let's grab Josh Johnson. Like, why is there something else about him besides? Yeah, I don't know. I, I know he's had a lot of opportunities, you know, and I had him in Cincinnati. And, and, and uh, you know, I think sometimes when you have a backup quarterback, you want him to be able to uh, function in the huddle and call plays. And he's a very smart guy, you know, and he's been a lot of different system. Uh, he can handle the protections and uh, calling the plays in the huddle. And then when the play snapped, uh, he can make some plays with his legs. It's very important, you know, scrambling and, and moving around outside the pocket. So he does have some uh, qualities in the quarterback that uh, other guys don't have. Um, you know, as a pure drop back guy, if you're going to throw it 50 times, you probably want to go elsewhere. But Josh is more of a guy that is a first, second down guy that can run a little bit and get outside the pocket and make some things happen. With Bergstrom out and uh, Cooper, just what's kind of the, the plan for – Sunday was Nsaki going to be an option at guard again. Like, what's kind of yeah, what yeah. About? We're looking at Zach. We signed Zach here. Uh, he'll get some look at guard, and obviously, uh, you know, we we've got a whole. We signed Rainey also today. We had him in training camp, so he can play center if Chase can't go. Uh, that whole group is kind of in flux right now, to be honest with you. You know, we obviously feel good about Morgan and Trent. I'd like to keep Ty outside if we could, but if we need to pay him a guard again, we could. Uh, possibly. So we're just looking at all our options right now before we make a decision. All right, good to have you with us. That is head coach Jay Gruden. We'll take a quick timeout. This is episode number 138 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Don't forget to make sure you follow at Locked On NFL Net, at Locked On NFL Net uh, on Twitter, and as well, Locked On NFL Net on Instagram for. Uh, longer cuts and Instagram stories, and, of course, on Twitter, all of our correspondents covering every team. Uh, you'll get a lot of the breaking news, analysis, information, insight, uh, podcast links, and all that at Locked on NFL Net uh, to be a part of it all. And we have also an NBA version as well, so make sure you give that a follow if you love the round ball. Guys, this episode 
of the Lockdown Redskins podcast is brought to you by our friends at Action Heat. It is getting cold outside. Whether you're a football fan and you're going to a football game in December or January, skier, snowboarder, you work outside, whatever, nobody wants to be cold, right? You want to be warm, uh, you want to feel good, and you want to wear comfortable clothing. Well, that's what Action Heat provides, including heating jackets, heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, even undergarments like heated base layer shirts and long johns. Stay warm and cozy from head to toe with our friends at Action Heat, available in men's and women's, different sizes, styles, models, and it is available for you right now. And guess what? Because you're a Locked on Redskins podcast listener, we have a special offer for you. Save 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has. That's actionheat.com slash locked on, or just simply use the coupon code Locked on at checkout to save 20%. Tell them Locked on Redskins sent you. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, we welcome you back. It is episode number 138. Good to have you aboard with us. So we've heard from Redskins head coach Jay Gruden on Wednesday with reporters as well. Got uh, an early injury report. And again, remember, this is a short week. Uh, but the Redskins clearly are dealing with all sorts of injuries as they limp to the finish here of a 6-6 six and six year at this point, hosting the New York Giants uh, on Wednesday. Don't forget to check out episode number 137 of the Locked on Redskins podcast, a crossover Wednesday edition. Again, episode number 137 uh, released on December 5th, and that was with Patricia Chana of Locked on Giants and as well the Athletic Good conversation there about Big Blue and what awaits the Redskins coming up this Sunday at FedEx Field. And what awaits them and the offense is Mark Sanchez, who, of course, replaced Colt McCoy uh, at really the beginning of the second quarter uh, last Monday night in Philadelphia and acquitted himself fairly well in the second quarter and not so well, but really nobody did in the second half. But Mark Sanchez will be the starting quarterback against the New York Giants. Here's part one of his chat with reporters, and it was pretty interesting. Can you take us through about the last 48 hours as far <laughs> as how much has changed, how you're trying to get ready for this week, and, you know, just the whole transition? Uh, sure. You, you really just plug back in to, uh, to your normal routine. Uh, we got a little bit of a short week because of a Monday night, but uh, like we established the other night, there's no excuses. We're charged with doing a job. We're excited to go out and play. We're ready to go execute, and that's what this week of prep is for. So as soon as the game's over, you get your, uh, get your film done on the plane on the way home, um, you know, rehash it a little bit on Tuesday morning, yesterday morning, and then you get right into game planning for the Giants. And um, we know what's at stake. We understand this division's really up for grabs. And so uh, these, next, these next few games, especially the divisional games, uh, carry a lot of weight. So... Um, our focus and our energy is, is about playing against the Giants. We moved on from that last one, and, and now we'll get a chance to get some reps and uh, be ready to play. How similar is the terminology and the, the things that you have to kind of catch up on and learn from 
what Kavanaugh ran with you in New York sure. and, and the things that Kevin has been working on with you and right. the stuff that Jay will be putting in your headset this weekend? There's a ton of carryover, and, and that's been nice um, to, uh, to have some of that verbiage. And then, you know, the new stuff, or quote-unquote new, it's really learning a, a slightly different dialect of a language you already know, right? And uh, some words carry over, some don't, but with, with people you've been with before, so people you have experience with, they can translate that very quickly. And, you know, this means what we used to call that. Or, you know, uh, we call it this here because of whatever. And then you get the, the history behind why they call it that. Because so-and-so, you know, when we ran it with Keyshawn Johnson, we called it this, and now we call it that. So when you get those little things as the meeting goes, as the walkthrough goes, you just feel more and more comfortable. And so it's nice having people that you've been around so it's not a, a complete uh, overhaul. So that's good. Mark, from an injury standpoint, have you been around a team that's gone through as much as this group has? I know you've only been here for a couple of weeks, right. but I mean, they're going for like guards number five and six at this point. Listen, uh, it's uh, it? when the injury bug hits, sometimes it hits hard. And uh, but like I said at the beginning, there's there's no excuses. We got it's next man up. Um, you know, when you get your opportunity, go and make the most of it. You uh, you know, I, I I do think it's very important that you um, you respect the players that did go down. And you respect them by studying, preparing, and going out and executing your job. And um, part of that is, in a way, it's in their honor. You know, you want to do it right because that's the way they would have done it. And um, then you get guys around you understanding, you know, guys who've been here a long time, um, you know, Vernon Davis, the guys, uh, Trent Williams, guys like that, helping new guys, talking to them, knowing that, yeah, I got a job and they could just stay in their lane, but also understanding, hey, man, this guy's new next to me. We got a new quarterback. Hey, man, this is how we do the cadence. This is how we do this kind of formation. Hey, don't forget to tag so-and-so. Uh, hey, I'm going to be a little flatter on this because of that. Here's how we've kind of done it in the past, just bringing guys along. And I've seen that in this locker room. There's guys that, uh, there's a great camaraderie on this team. And, and they really understand that, um, that we're down some guys, next man up, and let's roll. How, how surreal is this for you? Because you know, three weeks ago, you, as you said the other day, you're on your couch watching these games. Now you're up here and you're in I was charge. working out a little bit. I was working okay. out a little bit. Okay. What? Watching the game. Right? Yeah. Okay. Come on, man. Working out a little bit. But how surreal is it, though, to go from that to now in the position you're in where you're the guy leading this team down the stretch? Sure. It's, uh, listen, in some ways, two weeks ago, it was an unfamiliar position. But really, historically, it's a familiar position. And that's what makes it fun. Um, you know, you're, you... You work for something, you pray for something, and then it finally happens. You don't care what the circumstances are. You're just happy to get a shot. And, um, and, and not to prove anything to anybody else, just, just for you. Just for you and the guys that, that I've just met, that I've grown close to in just a few days. You want to play well for them. You want to play well for the guys selling out, uh, pushing for first downs like, uh, like Jordan Reed did the other day. Uh, for, for that two-minute drive that we had before the, before the half. That kind of stuff is, is huge. To put new guys in there, a new quarterback, and go and execute a two-minute drive, that's, uh, that's not easy now. So, and it took a lot of help and a lot of extra effort from players. So um, it's, it's a great situation. I couldn't ask for anything better, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Hey, Mark, you said after the game yep. that guys you didn't even recognize yet were you know, yeah. coming up to you, showing support. When you think Don't ask how, me their names now. No, that's, yeah. <laughs> when you think about these next four weeks, what does that mean to you, knowing that you have this team support, considering you are the third starting quarterback sure. for this team? Well, it's huge. And uh, whenever your peers recognize, one, they recognize the situation, and two, they understand how hard I'm willing to work, that, that means a lot. 
And uh, peer recognition is, is, in my opinion, the most important thing, especially when you get to the, to the top of your profession. Um, you know, these guys are the best of the best. And everywhere they come from, they're the all-star. Their names, their jerseys are hung up in their high school gyms, you know. So when those guys start to recognize, hey, man, this guy's here to work. He's here to win. He's, uh, he's on board, and he'll do whatever it takes. That, that means the world to me. And so uh, they've just reciprocated that to me. And um, we'll just keep our head down and work, and, and I'm learning along the way as well. Hey, Mark, when, when Alex went down and Colt took over, he kind of addressed the team, said, you can count on me, count on me, I'm ready to do this. You don't have the same relationship with these guys, but have you talked to the team at all, just moving forward here? Nothing formal. And, you know, listen, these guys are pros. And, you know, not to uh, downplay or, or um, patronize anything. It's just I don't know if now is the time for some sort of rah-rah speech or, you know, a Friday Night Lights type of deal. You know, it's just – Hey, man, we're here to play ball. This guy knows how to play. He's done it before, meaning me. And let's go execute. Let's, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens when we put ourselves in a good position. Let's see what happens when we execute on a third down and get ourselves to third and manageable without some of the procedural penalties and stuff like that. Uh, so guys understand what's at stake. And um, there was no real need uh, other than just individual stuff with guys as I see certain things, the way I see the field, the way I see certain reads. You know, those kind of things, I'll, I'll grab a guy here or there, hey, here's what I'm thinking. Unless we get, you know, whatever coverage, I'm going here to here to my back, whatever. And, uh, and, and they understand that. All right, so that's Mark Sanchez meeting with reporters. Again, part one, we'll come back and finish that up here on the Locked on Redskins podcast next. This is episode number 138. Good to have you aboard with us right here on the Locked on Podcast Network. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, we're back. It is episode number 138. Good to have you aboard with us. Once again, Mark Sanchez meeting with reporters on Wednesday at Redskins Park. Wanted to bring you the rest of that conversation uh, because it sure was entertaining. And if only his quarterback play on Sunday can match uh, the quality of the press conference. Whether it's handoff uh, mesh points with, with AP and Bibbs and Marshall. Yeah, that's a pretty good handoff, huh? Uh, <laughs> AP and... Uh, that was that was crazy. <laughs> that was unbelievable. I mean, I, I saw him make the cutback, and I was like, oh, okay, AP, get loose. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm looking around for flags like, holy crap, this is awesome. So uh, that was. I'm glad I wasn't mic'd up. That was really funny. <laughs> um, How many plays did you have available maybe roughly on, on Monday when you came in? Oh, geez, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we've, we moved on. Yeah. Listen, it was, it, it, it was how, limited. Let's just say that. It was limited. We did the best we could. And um, now you got to move on. And with this extra time, understand that uh, we, need, we, we expect more. And um, from ourselves, from myself, I expect more. And, uh, and the coaches feel the same way. So Yeah, and how far can you take it in, in one week? And, and how, what's that meeting look like with Jay as far as figuring out what that comfort level is? Oh, man. Uh, you know, there's certain concepts that uh, coach likes, that I like. A lot of those, you know, just kind of create a little Venn diagram there and whatever lands in the middle, you know. Um, but 
what, what our guys do well, and, and I'm really in a great spot because the coordinator, the quarterback coach, they know me really well, but they also know these players, and they understand they can relay some of that information like, hey, when he runs this specific route, just be ready for this as an indicator or whatever it is. And there's a million nuances that you never are going to completely grasp, but enough to play a game and play well. Of the uh, things associated in fans' minds when Mark Sanchez's name comes up, there are good things, high draft pick. Sure. The playoff runs with the Jets those two years to the AFC title game. There's also a certain fumble uh, in the nationally televised game that... I'm not following. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that... Uh, did that bother you that that, would, that that comes up still to this day? Do you laugh well, about you, it as you just did? Like is I said, what are you going to do? I mean, it was, it was a crappy play in a game where we are getting our butts kicked. You know, some low-hanging fruit, so that was an easy reach for you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Come on, you can give it to me. I can give it right back. Come on now. Thick skin in here, huh? No, listen, it's, uh, who cares? It's one, it's one play, and uh, yeah, you just move on. Um, I prefer to remember the good stuff. You seem like a doomsdayer, so. <laughs> How are you a different quarterback? And Jay made a lot about your playoff experience. How do you feel like that helps you in a situation going forward like this? Uh, you, you just know what's at stake. And um, w without that kind of experience, you'd never know. I think, um, you know, talking with even some of the coaches, there's uh, there's a mentality at six and six for a lot of teams. I mean, a lot of teams find themselves in this position, and, and I can only relate it to what I know. And I just remember my rookie year, we were about right here. And I didn't know any different. I'm like, six and six. We won a bunch of games in college. We won a bunch of games in high school. Either we suck as a team or I'm playing crap. You're like, this is all bad. This is all bad, everything. You know, and, and there's no way we're going to do anything about it. And I just remember the, the older guys, hey, man, this thing, we're not even. We got this last quarter of the season. Just wait. The Nick Mangles, the Alan Fanicas, the Bart Scotts, those guys, hang in there. Just, just trust the process. Go through your reads. Make sure you throw it to the right color jersey, and we'll be just fine. You know, those, those kind of those pep talks to a 22-year-old rookie, these guys just don't know, and, and they've never experienced that. And until I heard that and went through it, you don't realize how close 6-6 six and six is. You get to 10-6. and six, I mean, we just got to get to seven and six first. But you get to ten and six, and we're talking playoffs now. We're talking about something important. And so that's the that's the global scale. And now, okay, we understand what we're doing. Let's get right here. Let's get right down to the most important thing, and that's playing on Sunday at home in front of our fans. Let's go execute. Let's just go execute and see what happens. You know, don't worry about that. All that stuff in the future. We know what's at stake. But let's just execute. See what happens. Have fun at this practice. Let's go knock out this walkthrough. Let's go get through this practice. Let's get that lift. Let's see what happens. And uh, you'll be better for it. I know that for a fact. I can promise those guys that. I can't promise them the playoffs, but I can promise them they'll be happy thinking back, win or lose. Hey, man, I gave it everything on Wednesday. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at. All right, so that's Redskins quarterback Mark Sanchez, who will again be starting uh, this Sunday against the New York Giants as the 4-8 and eight Giants roll into FedEx Field against the 6-6 six and six and, of course, struggling. Losers of three in a row, Washington Redskins. Giants beat the Chicago Bears at home in overtime uh, last week, as we discussed 
with Patricia, again, on episode number 137. I appreciate you guys uh, being patient with me. I am struggling to get through uh, this broadcast uh, and everything this week uh, on a short week for all of us in the media as well. A lot of writing, and uh, I've been pretty sick, uh, so the old throat is kind of hurting if you... um, if you want to know the truth. So I appreciate you guys being uh, a little patient and uh, kind and gentle, uh, as they say. Hopefully we'll feel better tomorrow. Hopefully a win makes everyone feel better on Sunday that cares and is associated with the Washington Redskins. Until the next time, thanks for being with us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.